grasp this concept quickly. If anyone in this room is looking for an instructor, a drill instructor, a sergeant or lieutenant to get you through this academy, get up and get out now. It's not going to happen. I'm not here to get you through the academy. That's not my function. It's not my job. My job is to place obstacles in front of you. It's your job to develop a process and how to get through those obstacles and move forward. My job is to make things uncomfortable. Uncomfort, discomfort promotes change, promotes better habits. From there, it's up to you whether you develop the self-discipline to sustain those habits moving forward. Make sense? Yes, sir. If you're looking from the outside, for outside factors to get you through this academy, do not come back on the 8th. Is that clear? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Good morning, and welcome to another edition of Fido Talk with David Thompson. On today's episode, I'd like to jump right in and talk about adversity. Adversity as a leader and adversity within your team or with your teammates. So let's just jump right in on this subject. When we talk about adversity, adversity is different things for different people. When we look at different situations or different incidents, people are going to process them, digest them, and kind of deal with them on an individual basis. What might not be as seen as as dire or as adverse to me may be monumental to someone else. And then it could be that same incident could be somewhat indifferent to another person. So what what adversity is, that definition is very individualistic. It's it's um it's a very individual type definition. So keeping that in mind, what do we do as leaders influential teammates to take on adversity or to deal with it or to deal with someone else who is dealing with adversity or dealing with the situation, even though it may not be as dire or as a bigger deal to you as it is to someone, how, how do we handle that in, in any type of leadership role, whether that's a an appointed position, an assumed position, an influential position, how how do we deal with those things? Well, in in my opinion, first and foremost, that the the very first thing that we can take a look at is us. Right? Hal Moore, General Hal Moore said it best. Before you can lead others, leading self successively must be accomplished day in and day out. If we don't have a good grasp and a good approach on our individual process in, in handling adversity, it's going to be that much more challenging when we have to 
deal with someone else's reaction to adversity or, or help mentor or coach or, or get somebody through an obstacle, an adverse situation. So what, what can we do? First, for ourselves, we, we have to take care of ourselves, right? We have to take care of ourselves, mind, body, and spirit, physically, mentally, emotionally. When we, when we are taking care of those things, we're building the skill sets and the processes needed to handle adversity. Challenging ourselves, <clears throat> purposely challenging ourselves, taking on tasks or projects or the things that we may find during our self-assessments that, that have become or that, that we have identified as a weakness or something that we need to improve. We tackle those head on and then that gives us the, the tools and, and the skill sets necessary to, to handle adversity, to, to break it down, to process it in, in a way that, that we can effectively get through the adversity. That, that's the biggest thing, right? That's the biggest thing we, we need to do for ourselves. And it's no, it's no different when we are trying to help somebody within our team or, or organization that's facing adversity. Now, let's throw a little caveat in this one, right? We, we have adverse situations or high-pressure situations, and it depend, it's industry-dependent, right? It depends on what kind of industry you're in. If you're in the first responder, uh, kind of a high-pressure situation or, or situations, then the, the pressure comes from, from a different viewpoint, right? It comes from a different kind of source. If you're in banking or or corporate America or whatever it might be, that pressure might be coming somewhere else, not as physical, not as physically demanding or um, things like that. But it may be a lot of time hacks and, and mental and emotional type of pressure. And, and that is um, that can be just as adverse, right? Depending again, depending on the person, depending upon what skill sets have been developed and built, depending upon uh, life experience, you know, work experience, all that kind of thing. So there's a lot of variables that go into that. We do work with and work around this whole victimhood type mentality. And and I think it's important to to address that because it, it I think industry wide, I think socially we we have a certain group or a certain type of person that victimhood is a fucking profession, right? They have cultivated it into their own professional job. And that is 
a very difficult, very difficult obstacle to conquer, especially when dealing with somebody who has, you know, that type of mentality has infiltrated the team or the organization. And how you deal with that, that's something, honestly, that I am trying to deal with at times in, in my own profession. And, and, and it's difficult. Um, I keep coming back to this. I, if somebody we work with just is that professional victim, there's always a, a bitch, a moan, uh, pissing on things. Everything is, is bad. You're just a cloud of negativity. My thought process is right now, the, the headspace I am in is I don't have to deal with you. I don't have to make you comfortable. I don't have to engage in your, your nonsense, your ineffective views and your, your unwillingness to be a little more open-minded and, and keep the three principles, the three big principles of, of leadership self-leadership or frontline leadership, leadership in general. And that is the overall mission first, um, above anything and everything, then the team, and then you. So your own viewpoints and negativity and just bullshit is terribly ineffective. And you're putting yourself above the sum of the whole. My approach these days that is that person, that type of person is the lowest priority. It's the lowest. Those people are the least of my worries. I don't have to engage with you. I don't have to make you feel comfortable in the team. Um, I can make you feel isolated. I can walk away. I, I can make you seem or, or make it seem that you're insignificant to me. Right? Not that I don't see, hear, and feel your negativity or or have the ability to see how much that negativity is can affect, if we let it, can affect the whole of the team, right? So how, how do you deal with that? Hmm. Given the time and resources, you, you, you can certainly deal with that. In, in high-pressure environments and incidents and things like that, it, it's very difficult to um, prioritize somebody's bullshit. So, setting an example as a frontline leader, mid-management, mid you know, all the way up to the top dog, setting the example through adversity by taking care of yourself, by responding versus reacting, by taking care of your yourself physically, mentally, taking a very logical, less emotional approach to adversity, breaking it down, seeing how you can seeing how you can eat the elephant, right? One bite at a time, and, and taking that approach to overcoming whatever adverse situation you seem to be involved in. When you're dealing with other people, teammates, 
or if you're a frontline leader and you have a small group that you're you're leading, the one of the approaches. Well, I I want to reemphasize the biggest approach is setting the example, right? Setting the example to not fall into the negativity, to not fall into throwing your hands up and and bitching and pissing and moaning and and just riding that wave of adversity and waiting for the next wave of adversity to come so you can, you know, cycle through your pissing and moaning all over again. That's not going to help anything. The setting the example of, of taking the adversity as a challenge and taking care of your people so that the people can take care of the overall mission, right? And using the 11 principles of leadership, taking responsibility at whatever level that you may be on, taking responsibility, right? Employing your team to the best of their capabilities, employing yourself to the best of your capabilities, using all those principles to tackle the adversity, set that example, right? You you don't have to, you know, hold up a, a poster saying, see what I do and look at me and my way is the best way, but set an example and let the example that lets people know that they, the most effective way is developing your own personal process to deal with adversity, right? And, and whatever process that is has to keep in mind that as long as it doesn't affect the overall mission and we're still moving forward, and the teammates are taken care of, the people are taken care of, you're well on your way. You're well on your way. Now, as a leader, sometimes that may need, that may involve removing a person from the team temporarily and until they can kind of, you know, unfuck themselves or unfuck the situation that they may be in. And that may might mean that you yourself as a leader or the other teammates have to kind of step it up and pick up the slack a little bit. But that's what a team's all about. You're only going to be as strong as your weakest link. And if somebody reaches a point where they are no longer effective to the team, well, then it's time to reassess, right? It's time to reassess and maybe redeploy people in different roles or some people have to assume bigger roles temporarily until that that cog gets fixed a little bit and then they can come back in and be effective and that's what it's all about right it doesn't mean that their approach is right or wrong it doesn't mean that they're good or bad it just means that at that particular time that they're ineffective right they're very ineffective now, as we move along and it becomes a pattern, it becomes a pattern of behavior, it becomes the norm, it becomes clear that they're stuck on neg- negativity or they're stuck on that cycle of not being able to overcome that obstacle of adversity. Well, then, you know, all that bitching and moaning, that crying, that wheel consistently and constantly crying for grease well at some point that greasy wheel gets replaced right it's no longer worth the price of the grease 
they that needs to get addressed. But for us as leaders, there's nothing wrong with pulling that person aside or influential teammate and recognizing a that not everyone deals with adversity the same. Not everyone has the same experience, uh, mentorship, uh, ex- ex- examples for them that you you may have had, right? So there's some there's some understanding and empathy that needs to be had for that particular person in that particular situation. Having that empathy and understanding and approaching that person in whatever manner is best because if if you've been a teammate or, or a leader, we should know our people, right? We should know our people and have a fundamental understanding of, of human behavior. So when the behavior is not baseline, it's not what we're used to, and we've identified that there's something that's not quite right there, and the potential to have the whole mission or mission statement, organizational goal in jeopardy, we need to address that. Having the understanding, pulling them aside, and having a talk, right? Logically breaking down the problem, seeing where we're at, and seeing what resources we need to get this teammate, this this cog in our machine, getting it back up to speed and, and having it a having the the person a an effective member again right and there there's a, a bunch of things and it'd be great if there was a a cut and paste right a plug and play to human beings but there's not there's absolutely not the most complex creature on the face of the earth right and each situation, each person is going to dictate a different approach. It's just, it's just the way it is. No two, two people were built the same. We just continue to evolve. Now, as much as we can challenge ourselves, if you are a leader of a frontline leader, mid-management, or have any say in training, that training should be challenging to your team. Challenge your team, mind, body, spirit, to overcome obstacles, to overcome a little more difficult challenges so they can develop their, their own process when it comes to adversity. That, that will definitely play off, pay off. And when it comes to some of the practical sides of things, the, the planning phase or the, the planning part of leadership, having plans in place, having contingencies, having the team on the same page, have them, have them being well-versed in the team's plan, the organizational plan to move forward and be effective in accomplishing the mission statement or organizational goal. Those plans are great and they're, they're awesome and but they're not the end-all, be-all, right? They, they are a guide, a day-to-day guide. So emphasize them for sure and, and lean on them, but 
also understand at the same moment, as soon as those plans get put into action, right? Murphy's Law comes into place, and sometimes those plans and contingencies go to shit. As long as you have that skill set and that strong kind of resilient mentality and some emotional strength, you will continue, though, right? That will help you push through, and that will drive your training, and that training will maybe tweak some plans and contingencies moving forward. It's an ever-evolving process. There are going to be failures. There are going to be setbacks. There are, there are going to be adversities, and there, there are going to be some real tough days. Develop yourself first to set that example to be resilient to those adversities. Once that example set, set a process up to help your team develop as individuals and as a cohesive team to overcome some adversities, right? Set the example, put procedures in place where the teammates, your team members, your subordinates, help them help themselves to become more resilient to adversity. It's not going anywhere, and it's a necessary it's a necessary evil to develop and to grow and to become better as teammates, influential teammates, leaders, and and as you ascend, it's it's necessary. It really is necessary. It's a great testing tool. It's a great test. All adversities are are great tests, right? And you can take it as an epic fail and, and leave it, or you can take it as an epic lesson and challenge and correct it and move on. So that's that's a wrap today for adversity. Um, we can choose to be huge victims, right, and take that easy way out, or we could choose to be become resilient. Uh, resilient teammates and leaders and keep our eyes on the overall mission, right? Our, the overall mission and our teammates and then us, right? We go back up and down those three priorities, right? Take care of me, which will help take care of the team. The team will take care of the overall mission statement. Take care of the mission statement, the team, and then me. Those are the big three using the 11 principles and applying them appropriately. That's, that's an approach. And in my humble opinion, throughout history, it's the most effective approach. Take it as you will. It's the, the succumbing and the kind of throwing your hands up to negativity, uh, excuse me, to adversity, and then just piling on with all the negativity, the bitching, the moaning, the complaining, the professional victimhood, all that is incredibly ineffective, right? And then sitting back and kind of just laughing and, hey, fuck it when things go wrong, instead of stepping up and at least trying to impart some logic 
and and make things a little bit better at whatever level you're on. And if you're only at the level where you uh, can lead yourself, then that's where you're at. That's not doing nothing, right? That's not just, that's not ineffective. Take care of yourself, right? Take care of yourself physically, take care of yourself mentally, take care of yourself emotionally. And that's doing something, right? That's sharpening that tool. That's, that's yourself that makes the team better. So that's it for today for Fido Talk. Um, just a, a kind of a, a quick go-to with adversity. Uh, we're seeing a lot of it. And I think that one thing, one other thing I, I should jump in is, is that it's temporary, just like anything else in life. Adversity is fucking temporary. It's not going to last, right? But we can hold on to that. We can hold on to it for a very long time, or we can face it head on, deal with it, and move on. That kind of, that choice is, is, is ours individually. So that's it for today for Fido Talk. Um, I appreciate you guys listening. I appreciate all your support. And as far as adversity goes, keep kicking those fucking doors in. Everyone, I appreciate it. See you next time. Fido. I want to thank everyone for listening to this week's episode of Fido Talk with Dave Thompson. If you would, please subscribe and review. It helps a lot. Uh, Share the word with your friends and family. Have them check it out and provide some feedback. We'd love to hear it. Check us out at barebonesleadership.com for the latest blog and different perspectives on everything leadership. Follow us on the gram and on our newly updated Facebook page. Uh, Share your comments, your thoughts, your views. Any and all feedback is always welcome. And don't forget, keep kicking those fucking doors in, and as always, Fido. I appreciate you guys listening. Take care, and see you next time.